We're going to go over the inside inside update. Obviously, keep telling it like it is. And you know my favorite Air Bunny quotes. Pump a little sunshine. You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by and making this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on all of your podcasting platforms as well as YouTube. You can find me on Twitter at All Day O State. We're going to keep rising today. We are brought to you by Bet Online, it is where the game starts. So we finally kind of, you know, get a little bit of a news dump. Um, Everybody uh, knows who Robert Allen is. If you follow Oklahoma State University, he's the sideline reporter who went on with 365 Sports. I implore you, obviously, make sure you try to go check that daggone thing out uh, because it it is good to have some, you know, confirmation on things and, and see how things are moving forward for the most part. So some of the things that, you know, we got covered uh, for us on that 365 sports was, you know, I, I think one of the first things to, to pay attention to is he went over about how uh, there's, there's not any systematic issues uh, going on anywhere, even though it, it appears as though there's some uh, at the wide receiver spot, possibly. Um, I think, you know, the best thing to say there is just simply let everybody know that, from the dictionary.com, um, the, the definition of systematic is of or relating to a system, especially when affecting the entirety of a thing or relating to or noting a policy, practice, or set of beliefs that has been established as the normative or customary throughout a political, social, or economic system. So that's the definition uh, for systemic. Um, I think, you know, it's fair to do with that. As, as you may. Uh, another fun thing that I think, you know, he, he kind of did in fact dive into was, yes, John Paul Richardson is one that kind of hurts the heart, especially because he was picked as a, a co-captain for the bowl game, which as a sophomore is very, very, very hard to do. So hats off to JPR, John Paul Richardson. And yes, it does hurt to see him go. And yes, it is partially because Brennan Presley is going to be penciled in as a starter at the slot position spot, right? That's a fact. Now, we do know that there were some packages um, that uh, we had them on the field at the same time, and those packages seem to do us a whole lot of good for the most part, well, once again. But at the same time, we also know that John Paul Richardson was pushed to the outside, whether uh, more likely the X position don't know that the Z is really what was going to be his cup of taters. But again, uh, him being shifted out to the outside, regardless of whether that's what he wanted or not, regardless of what the other wide receivers wanted or not. Um, now, you, we do understand that, that coaches have a job to put the players in the right position to be the most successful. We get that 100%. But realistically speaking, right, you know, we, we got to make sure that if you're going to honor somebody as a co-captain, that means he is 
proven to be responsible, right? He has proven to be a leader on the team. So his voice should carry some weight. And if he knows that he's going to be more beneficial at a different position, then then maybe that could be something that we should have explored a little bit more. So, yes, that, that is definitely one that hurts. Bryson Green. Now, if they're making JPR jump to the outside and we're thinking JPR is going to end up at the X position where Bryson Green already is, that's more competition for Bryson Green to have at, at, at that spot. And, you know, he wants to be a guy, of course. Um, but let's be honest, guys. We, we can look on film, and there were times this season that, you know, I, I would say Bryson Green had the most times on film where he just, you know, kind of broke on a route wrong, kind of maybe slowed up on a route or stopped blocking when a play was coming to his side of the field. Um, so pushing somebody out there, not great, but if the idea is to push somebody out there to give Bryson Green more competition, so that way he never has lapses in his game or or misjudgments on when to run 100% and, and when to maybe not, I think that could have been a good thing. And then, yes, the Dijon Stribling, the wide receiver we brought in from Washington State, is going to be somebody who is massively beneficial. As we've already talked about, if you go look at his route running capabilities, just in and of itself, it looks like somebody that has that running style like a Justin Blackman. Could he be a Justin Blackman? Who knows? But that's, again, that's more competition on the outside for Bryson Green to, to deal with. And so, you know, he may have felt that he was getting pushed down the, the chart, the depth chart, and he may have been kind of upset that maybe he was getting pushed down the depth chart by somebody who didn't even necessarily want to be at that position. And then we'll continue to to dive into here. Uh, he did bring up somebody that, that ended up, we think, is going to be a steal in Leon Johnson III. And, yes, he's from George Fox University, which is obviously a small school in um, Oregon. And, yes, at 6'5", darn near 210, you definitely think that he's going to be able to uh, chip in potentially immediately. He is a steal, as Robert Allen covered on the 365 Sports thing. A San Diego Chargers uh, former kind of scout is is working with that, that George Fox University type of program. And they said, obviously, you can come back for another season. But realistically speaking, you should probably test the, the market a little bit because you have a tremendous amount of skill. And sure enough, we covered his stats the other day uh, with our, almost 1,200 yards and a massive, massive production piece all over the field, not just in the red zone. He is a big get, and he is somebody that could help kind of slide over a little bit. He also covered the Spencer Sanders situation, um, and, and there seemed to be, right, the biggest takeaway for me there was the lack of communication. Evidently, right, there was something to the effect of uh, if Spencer would have stayed for the bowl practices leading up to the bowl game, then Gunny would have been much more understanding about him exploring the, the transfer options afterwards. Okay, that may be the case. But if we're playing devil's advocate, and you guys know I have already talked about how we should have just ended the Spencer Sanders thing a little while ago because it felt like that divorce that was going to be inevitable at some point in time. So maybe we should get ahead of it. But at the same time, you got to take into consideration if, if you know, he thought that maybe the offense was going to be a little more creative this year. If he thought maybe that people were going to have a little bit more say in how the offense was going to navigate its way down the field. And those things didn't happen. And obviously he had fr frustration with how quickly the plays were getting brought in. And he had some frustration with obviously how the offensive was coming along, how it was being used and the kind of pullback your reins thing. It plays a, a, a part. And if he wants to go check out just to kind of basically see what's there, I completely get it. Now, you also heard that he was getting uh, like $400,000. 
instead of, yes, it doesn't need to be talked about potentially that Spencer Sanders turned down another $400,000 to go for more money, right? That's a conversation that I think is very, very fair. And right now it hasn't exactly worked out uh, precisely like he wants. But again, I, I don't want to miss out on the fact that what we've been hearing for weeks now on a continuous basis is the failure to communicate, right? We know the communication has not been very hot um, from the bowl game, the buildup to the bowl game, especially after the bowl game. The conversations that you think are commonplace that are natural to happen have not been happening. And, you know, I, I don't think that we should always completely absorb everything in the positives, even though there's a crap ton of positives without reflecting on what potentially got us in these scenarios to begin with, right? What, what caused these situations to take place? And we'll continue to, to dive in even further there, but I do have to let everybody know out there, betonline.net is your number one source for news, stats, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from college football, bowl seasons, NFL football, basketball, World Cup. Realistically speaking, most everything that you could physically possibly find in the sports world, we're going to have you covered. If you love sports podcasts, got you covered there as well. We're always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online. It is where the game starts. Go to betonline.net right now because here at Lock On Oklahoma State, we're just going to try to point you in the right direction. So as we continue right into the things that we know that we got from all of those conversations, he also hit on Alan Bowman being potentially a very big get. Yes, he did come to Oklahoma State University, or he did come to Boone Pickens Stadium um, and drop almost a 400 burger on us. And then we went to Lubbock a couple of years later and he dropped another almost 400 burger on us again. So we do know when he's playing um, against the orange and black of the big 12, he seems to produce. Now the production from 2018, 2019, it's all because of injury, right? He had, you know, a big, uh, he had the punctured lung in 2018, 2019, uh, he had a, another another big injury that set him back uh, for quite some time. Uh, and then after that, he took um, uh, redshirt eligibility year. And then he messed up his ankle and then he went to Michigan. So, yes, injuries have been the story for Alan Bowman, as it very well may be. But we also got to try to look at the bright side. Um, or, again, my, my favorite Air Bunny quotes, sunshine pumping. If the kid could produce like we've seen him produce, like Texas Tech knew he could produce, like Cliff Kingsbury knew that he could have been continually productive without, um, you know, having all the injuries. If we can dig that out, then this is a, a, a huge win, right? The transfer portal for us has been phenomenal. And I've seen people say Oklahoma State's recruiting was terrible. There's multiple publications, right? You can look at 247. You can look at Rivals. You look at Scout. Uh, you, you can um, go to the on three stuff and all of the publications have Oklahoma state transfer class in the top five, right around that range. Top seven I've seen before as well on three sports did have Oklahoma state university transfer class as the number one transfer class in the United States of America. So for those people that want to point out some of the statistics that look at the, the downside, that's fine. They can do that. But our job here is to also, again, tell it like it is. You can say whatever you want about the class, but if you go look at it, go watch the film, one commonality, as we've discussed a thousand times almost, is the fact that we have a lot of tenacity, a lot of physicality coming in. 
So we're taking a gamble on the fact that we just had over 800 snaps darn near, and a lot of those were, were taken up with freshmen. And a lot of those snaps, well, actually 90-something percent of the freshmen and the sophomore snaps are, in fact, coming back for this next season, especially on the defensive side of the ball. We know how good the defense can be. We're all excited about what the defense could potentially be in 2023 with or without Derek Mason. Yes, we could potentially get a Jim Leonard. Yes, we could potentially get a Wood uh, because his defense, 2020-2021 uh, range with Army, was very impressive to watch. And he's continuing to ascend up the board. But as we've already kind of discussed here, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to go outside when you know that the guys like Coach Richmond and Joe Bob and Duffy and Hammersmith are going to be the ones teaching somebody coming in the system because Gunny's already talked about Robert Ar Ar Robert Allen. Oh, no, no, sorry, I know words are hard. Just covered how obviously we're going to want to keep the staff in place just like we did when we brought in Derek Mason. These are not bad things. So, But if we're going to do that, what's the point of bringing somebody in to teach if we already know all of the guys that are here they, they're going to be comfortable. They already know the play calling. They know the system. They know what they need to do. They know what they need to work on. They know what they need, they need to strive for. So, again, I think Joe Bob is, Joe Bob Clements is the best decision here. He's gone. He's, he's done his time. Been a line, uh, defensive end coach, defensive line coach, a linebackers coach. He's seen multiple defenses. He's been here from the, the transition from the Jim Knowles era to the Derek Mason era. He's probably going to be the one teaching somebody if we were to bring somebody in. So although Gundy's having interviews with other people, which you have to do, because if you can get a huge splash, then okay, right? Then you can work around. Maybe you're going to have to make some adjustments. That's fine. But if you're not going to make a massive splash, I think everybody knows by now the players are still pumped. The defensive players are very, very stoked for 2023. I don't want to keep saying it and beat a dead horse. But it is what it is. It's a factual statement. So if they're already ready to go, if they think they can start spring tomorrow, knowing for a little bit that Derek Mason was going to take this, this sabbatical, this time off of coaching football for a little while, as Robert Allen said, yes, he could potentially end up in the NFL again. That's a very, very, very plausible scenario. But right now, he is focused on taking care of his family because he was just back um, in Alabama, making sure his land and farm and all that stuff were nice, neat, squared away for some relaxation. So we know these things are to be what they are. We also know now that Gundy was surprised by how this portal has shifted the college landscape. Okay, again, as we've always asked for, is accountability. We need more trophies in the trophy case. Being the most consistent thing is phenomenal, but we've got to ascend. We've got to do more. We've got to get bigger. We've got to get better. The Big 12 is getting bigger and better and better. We've got to stay at the top of it. I think everybody knows that, including AD Chad Weiberg and President Dr. Shrum. So things seem to be moving in the right direction. With the lack of news on the offensive side of the ball when it comes to coaching, the lack of basically, you know, just announcements at all is frustrating. Obviously, Robert Allen, uh, you know, came out to give kind of a news dump. Everything that needed to come out of the locker room now at this per po point in time, you know, it had to be divulged, which is another portion of the conversation I think it's fair to have. The Derek Mason news got pushed up too early, you know, because there's been you know, some of it get out too quick, just like the, the done stuff, the wide receiver stuff. I understand, again, there's things that we want to keep in the locker room. But as a fan base, we got to keep, we got to stop pushing things that aren't exactly accurate. We got to stop pushing things into a corner and giving nobody anything to ever work with. As a fan base, we want to grow. 
as a fan base, we want to see more. We want to do more. We want to be a part of more. We want to feel more connected because the more connected you are, the more conversations you can, you can have. The more conversations you can have that are positive. These are things that can help the fan base grow. That's all we're looking for. So to get this new news dump from Robert Allen, it's nice. But why does it have to be this, this way? Again, this is part of us trying to do our job to uh, have be part of this media takeover game, guys. We want to grow. Um, and, you know, we need to be able to do that. Uh, more things that, you know, he obviously hit on was um, that the offense is going to look different, you know, right? Um, more tight ends, more 11 personnel, more 12 personnel, running behind Allie Gordon, DeAndre Jackson, right? We don't need to dive into that again. Um, I, we, we did cover stuff like this the other day. So I do implore you to go back a couple of videos, get caught up and, and, and have a good time with it. Right. Cause that's all we're here to do is try to pass on the information, have a good time. And again, we're very thankful for these type of updates from, for people like Robert Allen, who have all of the inside connections, who have all of the locker room access It is appreciative. We just, you know, we would like a little bit more here and there. It is nice to have confirmation that we are in fact, going back to that old Tatum Bell system, um, so, yeah, guys, please do like, share, subscribe, all that fun jazz. Go back, uh, watch a couple videos because uh, I think it will be helpful um, and it'll put some more things into context because, again, if we're going back to this, this more tight ends, possibly even some fullback usage, possibly using the tight end very, very heavily in, in the passing game, which I think we are because we brought in some tight ends, Josiah Johnson being one of them. Blaine Green has been the guy that, that was supposed to kind of get that role this last season as a more of a passing option at the tight end. He can shoot out a little bit, help with some of the slot stuff, help with some four wide. We can even go five wide at times if need be, even though we are going to be running the ball a little bit more. We are going to find a way. It's not going to be square pegging around a hole. It doesn't appear as though because we do, again, have all of our offensive linemen coming back. Um, Gundy is going to be more offensively involved next year, not, not just the, the, the headset stuff. Not just coming on the headset and saying, no, we're not going to run that here. We need to punt. We need to do this. We need to conserve the clock. We need to take a knee, yada, yada, yada. I think it's more of the coaching side. He's going to teach Don, okay, this is what I did early on. This is what I did when I first started taking over. This is what I did. Some of the stuff back to the Les Miles era. And it's funny because as we've already covered, you know, if Gundy's going to take a more hands-off approach, okay, fine. Bring an offensive coordinator. Let him do his thing. Let him run his play, so on and so forth. If you're going to continue to, to, to be hands-on and more so hands-on than even the headset, then be, be more involved in play calling. Because we've covered that, the, you guys, we already knew, Gundy used to be very creative. So we know he has it in him. We know he can do it. So if this is some more maturation process in Gundy, then, again, let's just keep this train rolling because there's a lot of positives, right? The sunshine pumping as as it as it as it may be. But as much as we do need to cover about like the $400,000, we first need to talk about, yes, guys, again, we're fine from the financial side. We're fine from the NIL side. We can pay big boy money just like everybody else. But we're going to make more of a concerted effort, especially now, and giving it to guys who have, who have proven it. And Spencer did. So Spencer deserved that money. And if Spencer wants to shop, then, then that's okay. We need to work on communication, whether it be with Spencer Sanders or any of the wide receivers or with Casey Dunn, right? Regardless, we know we got some things to work on. So it is nice to have some of it kind of, you know, uh, be able to help us shed light, connect a little bit more dots, I guess you you, you could say. Um, the negative to the 400000 and the our ability to pay top dollar is – 
We paid almost a half a mil and then got burned. You could argue. So I think, again, it, it, these donors, these investors, they want the success. They want the exploration, the, the things that we're doing. You've seen a lot of dudes getting brand new cars in the last couple of days. This is stuff that's continue to grow. Shout out to Kenyatta Wright and, and, and all the guys that are involved with Pokes with a purpose. They're going to be a massive NIL collective. They're already doing their thing, as you see right at this very moment. It was a slow buildup for them because they wanted to make sure it was right, and they've got it there. So, again, don't stress on the NIL perspective, but let's do pay attention to the guys who, who, who do, in fact, you know, put in – what it's going to take to equal that amount. And Spencer did. Um, and, and you know, things just, you know, it was that divorce that, that needed to be what it was. Um, on the same vein was the money. Is the NLs fine? The collectives are fine. We, we, we know we have all of the money that we've got from Boone that was tied up in litigation for a while. We're fine. But I also heard the other day on space, right? There were some fans that were saying that it's going to take multiple five to seven win seasons, three or four in a row before Gunny's fired. I mean, I understand if that may be the, the thought process, but I just don't think that's the case anymore. I think Chad Warburg knows good and daggone well in this, this age of NIL and transfer era, even with the new transfer rules where the secondary transfer is going to become a little bit more difficult, which needs to happen. It needed to happen. It's a good thing, but it's still going to happen. You're still going to have an IL. You're going to have transfers. You're going to have still going to have a lot of things involved in recruiting that just need to grow a little bit more. So I think Chad Weiberg is smart enough to know we, Oklahoma State University, we have enough money right now, right now, to do anything. But if we go four years with mediocre seasons and we're okay with it, we don't have the instantaneous cash flow immediately to become re-relevant. It's going to be another slow buildup. We can't afford that hemorrhaging of, of blood. We will bleed out and have a tougher time coming back up before that happens. So hopefully what happens this coming 2023 is Gundy has a massive year. If Gundy does have a 10-plus win season, then clearly it's another instance where we can say, okay, we had growth. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for more growth and more trophies. Can't have one without the other. You can't regress and win trophies, right? We've proven it this year, whether you want to go back to the systematic or systemic, sorry, systemic problem or not, whatever, there's an argument to be made. But the systemic side of some of the issues we need to talk about, we need to address. So it's a good thing that, we're, that you know, the information is a little bit more accessible. It ain't easy to access that, I can assure you of. But it is, it's better for the fan base. And so we do see the possibility of another year of growth. Or maybe we're just, quote-unquote, sunshine pumping. Who knows? I mean, you can go off of facts if you wanted to. But I know sometimes, um, yeah, sometimes there's a little bit of a differentiation in, in the definition of a fact ironically enough it's a new age recruiting is different right being a fan is a little bit different being a journalist is a little bit different being a podcaster is being a, diff a little different being a broadcaster is a little bit different coaching's a little bit everything's a little bit different if you ain't growing you're dying you gotta adapt and we can and this looks like we're showing the ability to do so which is all we ask for keep growing gundy Let's, let's keep making better inroads with recruits.
and parents and transfers were, were adopting a little bit more of the, the transfer market, which is a good thing, right? We were kind of, people forget, we were at the foreground of bringing in transfers back in the day with your, your Tyler Patmans, right? We had multiple defensive backs, uh, Michael Hunter, that we brought in just for, you know, to fill a couple of holes for a couple of seasons, and it worked out for them, and we kept getting that. But now it's on a massive scale. So now we need to take the success that we did have in the very, very, very beginning of the transfer market and getting your Michael Hunters and getting your Tyler Patmans and getting your, your, your Christian Holmes. But now we got to do it on a bigger scale, and we have this year. Yes, we've lost a few, but the ones we brought in on film could be better. It's just a different level. So we'll see if the grind of the Big 12 is too much or if we are as good as we should be. Anybody that says anything under nine wins is acceptable, I just I don't think that you can show evidence as to why. The consistency is fine. It's great. We needed it. We love it. But there's multiple coaches that have proven that you don't have to do the 15-year slow grind anymore. We got this transfer class squared away. This transfer class should fill the holes. That we've lost. So we should be fine. And um, we'll get to cover the post game, right? We got the Saturday matchups for both men's and women's basketball, and both of which, right? Women's, we this could be three in a row. For men's, this this could start a trend moving forward, which we need. You know, the Moose C say Avery Anderson injuries are kind of uh game time decisions. So we'll see what happens there. But It'll be a good day, so we'll be able to do some post games. Um, I cannot wait. As always, I love you all. God bless. Go Pokes. And until post game, I will see y'all later.